0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Welcome to the Being Beautifully Honest podcast. On this podcast, you will get the Bible. That stands for business, inspiration, beauty, life, and enjoyment. I'm your host, Elizabeth Jennings. I am the minister of beauty and affectionately known as the eyelashpreneur. I'm a successful beauty business entrepreneur, business strategist, consultant, and on this podcast, in business, we will chat about the good, the bad, and the ugly truths of the business we call beauty and woman entrepreneurship. As a mother, wife, and a pretty fun chick, we discuss topics on inspiration, beauty, life, and enjoyment. Now, let's get into this Bible. All right, so this is going to be from an article in Yahoo Finance, and this is taken from Black Enterprise Magazine. So this was actually an article from when I am recording this conversation, which is Monday, July the 12th. So Darius Cooks did an interview and it says, in an exclusive interview with Black Enterprise, Culinary guru Darius Cooks Williams addresses the blistering allegations leveled against him that range from stealing money, illegal credit repair practices, bullying black women, ripping off business partners and reportedly scamming so many people that it garnered the hashtag Darius Cooks. Williams, a popular former restaurateur. Rose to fame as a Chicago-based food blogger, he appeared on Food Network as a guest, and he's a prolific cookbook author who started with a cupcake shop and parlayed it into several multi-million dollar businesses and restaurants from Chicago to Atlanta. While Williams has flourished online as evidenced by his three plus million followers across Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, coupled with his lively cooking demos and mail order Carolina pound cakes, lately he's been under fire and with damning accusations of engaging in deceptive business practices and running scams that have left people high and dry. There are varying degrees of allegations leveled against him that also include claims of harassment and credit card fraud. And there is momentum kicking up online from people like Celebrity Food Network star Sunny Anderson and popular food aficionado Angela the Kitchenista Davis, who have been scooping stories, cracking open dozens of cases, and whipping up witnesses who say that they too have been baboozled in one way or another by the popular chef. Now, I was trying not to laugh when I was reading that because they're trying to do the play on words with you know someone being a chef, scooping stories, cracking open dozens of cases, and whipping up witnesses it's like cracking whipping scooping but anyway that's what they said in the article and then it says last year williams's businesses soul crab atlanta and soul crab chicago as well as greens and gravy in atlanta abruptly closed williams was also involved in an illegal credit repair business and the state of georgia ordered him to pay one hundred and forty five thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars as a settlement agreement which wow that is insane and um yeah to that claim william says simply i paid the 140 it's over everything is cool he told black enterprise he continued i think they're pulling from that saying oh he's a scammer but it's like no The people who were on the roster, their credit scores increased, he contends. However, things ignited online after Southern Grit Magazine ran a damaging story recently that outlined a number of claims from former employees, Anderson and the Kitchenista, who all allege that Williams is a charismatic con artist who capitalized off them and shook up their lives and ruined the lives of many others. Anderson said angry people who had their credit cards overcharged, confronted her thinking she was entangled with the f- with a fresh gold delivery business with Williams, which he denies he ever owned. The kitchenista said Williams has resorted to bullying and she said he used her trademark name for profit, which he confirms he did out of spite. Also, a growing consensus of people online allege that they have been retaliated against by Williams for speaking out about his deceptive practices. Even in this article, several people spoke on the condition of anonymity for fear that if they revealed their name, they would risk being doxxed or harassed by Williams or his faithful followers. In fact, the editor-in-chief of Southern Grit Magazine, Joshua Fitzwater, went live this past Saturday to address... The percolating bloodlust from Williams' online community, who have reportedly issued threats against veteran reporter Deb Freeman after she broke the initial story about Williams that picked up traction by other news outlets online, including Black Enterprise. Despite their concerns, William says, I am not a bully. He defends his character and his businesses against the barrage of what he considers to be untruthful claims. I think what's happening is, it's the people who may not be familiar with my brand because some of the hate mail I'm getting, you know, stop abusing black women, keep your hands off black women, and I'm openly gay, but I don't come across as gay, he explains, so my speech, my mannerisms look to be that of a straight man, he said. So if you're not familiar with me and you just see my content, you would automatically assume black man hitting on a black woman. In reality, I'm openly gay. I talk about sex and a lot of stuff on my Instagram. I talk about dating. I talk about things women want to discuss. I'm like their best friend. And it's that intoxicating personality that he has Earn the Chicago native his large following with black women who consider him to be the boyfriend bay next door. Williams wrapped in chocolatey smooth. <laughs> oh my God, I'm laughing because I'm reading guys. I'm not saying this myself. The person who wrote the article said this. So they said, Williams, comma, wrapped in chocolatey, smooth, sun-kissed skin, has an infectious Cheshire Cat grin. He has made a name for himself in a competitive foodie space of online chefs, having seen self-taught to burn in the kitchen by hanging close to his grandmother's hip. But Sunny Anderson, who is saddled with remorse for introducing Williams to her International Food Network audience on her show, Cooking For Real, says, don't be fooled by the snake oil salesman and she put in a in a tweet if you want to know the truth about why i'm outing a scammer it's because i am sorry i plucked him from blog spot obscurity to be on my show a decade ago and he took that opportunity and used it to scam period not an ig post no jealousy just remorse for giving him any light all right So it says, during the lengthy interview, Williams addressed one particular accusation that he abused a former employee by the name of Kiara Ross, who worked at his now shuttered Soul Crab Atlanta restaurant as a server. Ross took to social media to share her story after Angela, the kitchenista, posted a laundry list of claims about Williams after the two had beef online ross wrote that williams abused her and tried to drag her from the restaurant after she confronted him about her paycheck the cops were called and a police report was filed she put on her instagram account she said this man is a con artist i was a server at his seafood restaurant in atlanta and he got arrested for putting his hands on me after i had a fit after he didn't pay me after working for him for almost a month. I still never got paid." Wow. And William said he didn't know Ross when she confronted him about her coins. He says, "'I didn't know her. My first time ever meeting her or seeing her in life was that particular Friday when I walked into the restaurant and when I walked in, she was very irate and she said, "'Where's my mother in check?' He said, William said he had three restaurants, 110 employees, and was unaware of any personnel issues with Ross. He says, I am not running the day-to-day of the restaurant. I'm doing more strategy, more CEO work, so I had managers who would hire all of the employees. And so we have an electronic payroll system called Gusto, and Kiera never completed her onboarding, he explained, as a reason why she did not receive her paycheck. And he says he's the one that called the police and says, once the officer arrived, Williams said the confrontation escalated and he alleged even after Ross was warned by officers not to go back inside the restaurant, she did and they put her in handcuffs, put her in a car and took her away. What she said to the officer was, he put his mother effing hands on me. So he, the officer was like, did you? And I was like, I actually don't know because it all happened so fast. So let's go look at the camera camera and let's see what I did. So William said he reviewed the video footage with the officer and admits, so I did put my hands on her, but I put both hands on her shoulders to kind of turn her so we could go discuss this outside. So the extent of the quote unquote abuse is basically me putting two hands on her shoulders so that we could go outside. He said, although there is a picture circulating showing him walking alongside an officer, William says he was never formally arrested and charged. Although Williams dismissed the desk with Ross as an isolated incident, a former employee explained that Soul Crab Atlanta was dysfunctional in more ways than one. A former employee who was a kitchen manager at Soul Crab Atlanta who spoke to Black Enterprise on the condition of anonymity, said she ran Soul Crab Atlanta for Williams and experienced hell and even had to take money out of her own pocket to keep up operations. The employee explained the Soul Crab Atlanta was so dirty and rat infested that it couldn't pass several state inspections. The employee said she worked hard with her crew to keep things above board for inspectors while Williams was away on vacation, but still couldn't get it up to code because he cut corners. I'm patching stuff up. I got my whole crew in there on a Monday cleaning and doing everything and Darius is on vacation in Dubai and literally I'm in charge of a whole damn restaurant with 30 friggin' employees and you in Dubai and we've got a major inspection tomorrow and you are overseas, the employee said. She said he was so focused on getting Soul Crab Chicago going, not realizing that Soul Crab Atlanta was failing. We serve people and we have a rat problem, she admits. The employee explained that a storm was brewing inside the restaurant with the state on the case and angling to shut the grimy food spot down. Her only option was to talk to Williams through Skype and video messages. And so when the people who the health inspectors came in, they failed it. His license wasn't up to par. He owed almost $25,000 to the light department. So when they handed me the letter saying that lights was getting ready to get cut off, $25,000 or we're cutting off the lights, I told my crew, go home, just go ahead and cut them off. And she also continues, he's done so many people wrong that karma is biting his ass right now. He's left so many people on stock Not just Soul Crab Atlanta, you left Soul Crab Chicago stuff. You left greens and gravy stuff, three restaurants. You left them people with no paychecks for months. It took them threatening to sue you before you even gave them an allowance because it wasn't their full paycheck. So you just gave them whatever the hell you wanted to give them to hell with my payroll, hell with everything. Another former employee who was a line cook at Soul Crab Atlanta who also spoke on the condition of anonymity said she has two children who were five and 17 years old at the time and was left nearly homeless after William shuttered Soul Crab Atlanta suddenly. I literally had to move out of my place and go stay with somebody, she said. I went from being a line cook to a shift leader making good money to having nothing. The former employee asked how he didn't do wrong when he just closed his business at five o'clock in the morning when I was literally getting ready for work. Another former employee of Williams took to social media and complained, saying she used to bake his Carolina pound cakes and ship them and worked in poor conditions while earning mere pennies. And you know, this just goes on and on and on. This is a long article, and there are a number of tweets and Instagram posts, and I'm just going to post these in this conversation so that you can see them, but it's very, very sad. And the reason I'm going to say that it is sad is one, like I said, I don't know him personally. He's not a friend of mine. I've met him once. He probably doesn't even remember meeting me. It was several years ago. He was, at the time at least, I don't know if they still are friends, but he was friends with someone that I did some business coaching with at one time. And I didn't have a falling out with that person, but I just kind of stopped working with them for different reasons. And I'll just leave it at that. And I'm not gonna call any names. But from when i used to follow him on social media i mainly used to follow him on periscope it was funny some things were just like you know funny out of the box and i remember when he opened his first restaurant which was greens and gravy in atlanta and i did eat there once and the food was pretty decent but it was a very very small location in atlanta very very quaint the food was decent. It it was. I'm not going to say that the food was bad. For me, I thought that the food, you know, was was decent. I was there with someone else. We were in Atlanta for a conference. She didn't really care for the food that she had, but she didn't make any negative comments about it. She was just telling me I didn't think it was all of that, but I just said, "Well, you know, my food was pretty good. It was, you know, it wasn't bad." And, you know, I was like, wow, this is nice because again, following him on Periscope and on social media, I knew he was gay. And to me, him saying that in this um, interview, I felt was a little bit of a deflection and it really didn't matter because it doesn't matter whether you're a gay man or you're a straight man. If you are deemed to have been in some way inappropriate with a woman in terms of how you've handled them, it's it's not okay. And so when he said that in this interview, it was almost like he was saying, well, I think people are misconstruing my actions because they think that I'm a straight man, but I'm actually a gay man, so if I'm having a dust up with a woman, then it's different. It's not, You're you're still a man. Whether you're a gay man or you're a straight man, you're a man, when you're handling a woman, you have to be respectful of them in, in every manner. And I get it, there are some women that are just outrageous in their actions and how they may be acting. I wasn't there, he claims that he was never arrested and he wasn't carted off by the police officer, but in actuality, she was. So if that is true, then it it's probably true that she was wilding out in there and he was just trying to calm her down. And I also understand being an employer, not to that magnitude, because even though I've had multiple business locations, I've never had that much staff. I mean, (laughs) for me having 13, 14, 15 employees at one time was a lot for me, so I can't even imagine him having that many employees. But the restaurant industry is another beast that I'd say you have to be really, really dedicated to in order to operate it in the proper way and extremely successfully. And you're really married to that business. Again, the restaurant industry is different. I have clients that own restaurants and I hear about it all the time. Like They rarely get any time off. And when they are off, they are still working on the business. And you have so many
0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms
1: and conditions apply. See
0: website for details.
1: Feeling food and drinks and giving people stuff on the house and all kinds of crazy stuff that you have to really have an amazing staff and you have to really pay them really well or you have to really be there and pare things down. So I'm saying all of that because I feel like from when I used to follow him on social media and just seeing how he's amassed this huge following and had all of these different restaurants in different cities and states it sounds like to me that he just got in way over his head and he was kind of thinking that he could operate it like it was an online business where you could just go and travel the world and have fun and and get plastic surgery and uh, you know the different things that he's done to lose weight and go and you know travel on trips and vacations and stuff like that but i can honestly say that as a business owner yeah, you need to have me time and you need to be able to, you know, take care of yourself, self care, take a trip, you know, take a break. Uh, absolutely. But when you have new businesses like he had, those, those were new businesses. It wasn't like he had those businesses for 10 years and over. You rarely get a chance to take a nap. So I think that he just really got in way over his head. It sounds like he did not have all of the things in place that he needed to have in place, and he felt like he could operate it in terms of his businesses, his restaurants from afar. You can't do that. Not not with the types of businesses that he had. Two seafood restaurants and a soul food restaurant, brick and mortar, no, it's just not the way that that works. So I don't wish any harm for the dude, but I am not surprised that those businesses shut down and they shuttered. Now, I will say when I stopped following him was when he was starting up with the credit repair stuff because it's something to me about people who promote credit repair a lot. I feel that it does come from a scammy place. I'm not saying that he was intentionally trying to scam anyone. Maybe he was working with someone who was actually doing the actual quote unquote credit repair and he was the front person. Maybe he had some type of deal like that where he was because he had the face and the following, which is probably what happened because I don't see him actually doing credit repair himself with all of the other things that he had going on. Not with restaurants, I'm sorry. There's just not enough time in the day. And then uh, the number of people that he had signing up for his, I think it was called above 701 credit um, repair business. It sounds like he just again got in way over his head promoting something that he was, you know, looking as another revenue stream and it backfired. And and then people were requesting issues um, with not getting refunds and you know, requesting refunds and having issues with not getting refunds or getting their cards charged for products that they shouldn't have had their charge their cards charged for, and just a number of different allegations. And then when it comes to Sonny Anderson and the kitchenista who, you know, they called him out and said that he's a scam artist. They have their own personal um, situations that they have dealt with with him. And then I guess people that they've seen that have claimed to have been scammed by him, they don't want to have anything to do with him. So there's just so many allegations and it's just a lot of stuff that it's hard to just say none of it is true. It's hard to say absolutely everyone is lying. You can grow and get to the point where people want to see your downfall. That is true, absolutely. But I do believe in situations like that, you have more people that are for you than against you. So I don't, it's hard for me to believe that all of these people are just 100% lying on this guy because they just want to see him, um, they want to see him fail or they feel like he's a, a black man that is, abusing black women, or whatever other allegations that people are putting out there, whether it's physical abuse or financial abuse, having people work for you and not pay them and all of these different things. It's just a hard thing to really just come flat out and just say, it's all lies. None of it is true. Now, regarding the beefs with the kitchenista and Sonny Anderson, you know, it's it's really sad because these are all people that are in the same type of industry, the food industry, you know, sharing recipes, sharing how to do this, how to do that. They're a different way of doing things. And the kitchenista said that she was bullied because she had a difference of opinion about his food. And she has alleged that he sent people to to just bully her and harass her online, She said she received threats from his supporters. And I don't know what it is about people and, oh my God, just not just with this, but with anything, when people are so, ad, you know, they're just in such admiration for a person that they will go to the extent of threatening someone that either doesn't like someone that you admire or has a difference of opinion about a person that you admire, like does it warrant you threatening them? Like Just don't follow them, don't comment or whatever. But I mean, everybody sees things differently, but I just never understood that. And it's just very sad because um, she said that he profited off of her trademark name and he admitted to doing so because they had an online beef. And she said that he used her name as a coupon code to sell some products. And he said he admitted he made $100,000 off of their online beef. And it's, it's just very petty. Some people may say, oh, it's a smart business move. But I just, you know, I just believe that in everything that we do, we will reap what we sow, right or wrong. I don't know if the things that he is experiencing now is because of things that happened in the past regarding you know misdeeds and 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 things that he has done but it it's it's possible I just don't know I'm just alleging that but I will say from when I met him he definitely comes across as a very charismatic person he seems charming and you know he seems nice he doesn't really seem that down to earth sometimes you know but I don't judge people for that because everybody goes through things and sometimes somebody may be having a bad day, a bad moment, they may have just gotten some bad news or or just whatever. People just may be tired. So I don't expect everybody to be on 10 and just absolutely very welcoming and inviting when you meet someone. So I just I, I just don't judge people completely off of that. First impressions definitely do mean a lot. But because of the space and time that we are living in, I do give people grace and space to have a second chance because you just never know what everyone's going through. We're all going through some stuff. And so it looks like he's going through a lot I wish everybody in the situation well. Those people who lost their jobs due to the restaurants closing down, the people who have had the bad experiences with him and they, you know, feel like they were put in a in a bad place. And even wishing well for him. I hope that he can turn his situations around for the better and learn from them and grow from them. Because again, I feel like the dude was getting a lot of recognition and following back, you know, years ago. It's not that long ago, but it seems like it has been because for me, it's just so far from where I was, um, years ago. I'm going to say this was back in maybe 2017, 20, you know, 18, and I haven't followed him since then, but I could see his growth, I could see he was getting more followers, and the majority of the things that he was talking about wasn't so much about his business, it was just more about his personal life, talking about guys that he's dated, even talking about sex situations, which to be honest with you, I never listened in on those because it just wasn't my cup of tea, but it is what it is. People love that stuff, and again, like the article said, women felt like he was like their you know their boyfriend bay next door because he was somebody that they felt like they related to they felt like he was like their good judy or just you know a, a good a, you know a good girlfriend even though he's not a girl but he's a gay guy and some you know women feel like you know this this gay guy is like one of their good girlfriends, but he's not feminine at all. He's very masculine, but he just happens to be a gay guy. So again, I felt like he may have been deflecting with this interview by saying, well, I think people are getting it wrong because I'm a gay guy and I think I'm a straight guy because because of my mannerisms, but that has nothing to do with it. If you have been perceived to have been bullying people in some way or intimidating them or whatever, it doesn't matter whether you're gay or straight. But again, I'm just sharing the article. I wanna get your thoughts on it. Again, I don't have a dog in a fight. All of these things are pretty much alleged. Some things are proven, but for the most part, I just believe that he got success very fast and he got way in over his head. He Maybe if he had just kept it small, Kept the little greens and gravy spot in Atlanta and just kept that and maybe just did his things online because, again, that was a very small restaurant. For him in this article to say he had 110 employees, I was like, what? Because with the greens and gravy spot, I don't think that place was any bigger than like maybe 500 square feet. Very, very tiny. Cute, quaint, decent food, you know, good food if you, you know, are into that type of food, as well as not needing a whole lot of staff and a lot of oversight. So if he wanted to live that lifestyle where he was traveling, going on the Food Network, going to Dubai, going to you know some country in Africa or wherever else he was traveling and just living his life, then he needed to keep it smaller or maybe just focus on the online thing and sell your products and ship them out and just keep it like that. But sometimes again, when people experience some level of success, they feel the pressure of growing bigger than what people are seeing them as to prove a point to people, and to prove that I really am successful because I have three restaurants instead of saying I am successful and I only have one restaurant that's 500 square feet and I only have six employees and I'm doing I'm doing well and we're you know we're making really great profits and and doing really well with the reviews. That should have been where he stayed because to have that many employees and that many restaurants from the span of when I saw him on Periscope getting the greens and gravy spot, which was again, a very small quaint space. And I want to say this was in 2018, I believe when he got that spot and here we are in 2021 and you went from just having this very small restaurant to having over 110 employees in three different restaurants and you know in Atlanta and Chicago that's way too much you have people that have been in the restaurant industry for years that don't have that many restaurants so I feel that he got in way over his head not saying he's you know I don't I'm not gonna say he's a scammer, I don't know that. That's what he's being alleged to be. And some of the actions are alleged that he has scammed people. But again, when you get so big, where you have a lot of other people that are working for you and doing things for you and they're not reliable, they're not responsible, or you have people working for you that are supposed to be doing the jobs and because maybe you're not paying them, you're not paying them well, or you're not paying them on time, then those things cause issues. And so those people are gonna affect your business. So I believe that it was a domino effect of things that caused him to get in the place that he is now. I'm hoping that he's gonna learn from it. And I don't believe that you really learn anything until you start taking some personal accountability. And what I will say from this interview, it doesn't really sound like he's taking any personal accountability. It just sounds like it's all like, well, those things aren't true and those people don't know me and this never happened and that never happened and and you know in a way I'm a, I'm the victim that's that's the place that a leader if you're going to be a leader you have to be comfortable with taking the L and taking the R and the R is the responsibility even if you were not wrong you have to be able to take some liability and some responsibility and it doesn't sound like he's really doing that because it was just like, you know, for the, the credit repair issue, it's like, yeah, I paid the 145000 that the um, state of Georgia told me to pay, so I'm done with it. That may be true, but what got you to that point? Are you taking any personal accountability for getting to the place where that business was deemed unethical and you know, sort of like a scam, maybe some sort of pyramid scam and scheme in a way. And they've ordered you to pay all of these people this money. And I don't even know if the money went to people as much as it went to the state. And I, I I don't know, I would have to research to see the details of that. But again, it would be great to see him take some accountability for some of the things. And so when you don't, take any accountability and you don't learn the lessons that you are supposed to learn in those situations, you're usually going to continue to see those issues down the line in the future. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Being Beautifully Honest podcast. It means so much to me that you're here. You can find out more about me at theministerofbeauty.com and you can walk with me on my journey of sharing the Bible on Instagram at theministerofbeauty.com on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash beauty minister. And you can check out my amazing eyelash products at temptinglashes.com. And be sure to check out the skincare website. The skincare line is Inez Elizabeth Beauty. And I started this skincare line a couple of years ago in 2017. And I just recently rebranded the skincare line in 2019 as a dedication to my mother and a memorial to my grandmother who since passed away, both of whom are named Inez Elizabeth. This line is the perfect combination of organic and clinical based products to give your skin a rebirthing experience. So go and check out the products at bit.ly forward slash I-E-B skin and that's I as in Inez E as in Elizabeth and B as in beauty. And be sure to put in the code perfect10 to get 10% off of your first order. And don't forget to get your business inspiration and beauty inspired t-shirts. Check out the collection at bit.ly forward slash M-O-Beauty And that's T-E-E-S. And until the next episode, I hope you all have an amazingly blessed and beautiful day.